Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 153, episode 4 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck fuck Fox News, fuck Fox. Rush Limbaugh, nope. fuck Ben Shapiro, fuck Bye. Tucker Carlson, Bye. and fuck Fondant. It's yeah. Thursday, October 1st, 2020. Welcome to October, guys. Yeah. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I can't see me loving O'Brien, but Jack for Daily Zeit. Uh, that is courtesy of Hannah Soltis, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. pies, many, 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 many pies. Besides TDZ, don't even care no more. They're all trash and we're coming for the first rate, the daily. All right, you're here, 50, a.k.a. Ferrari. Thank you to uh, <laughs> Christy Yamaguchi, man, at Waffle House for that Many Men inspired, a.k.a. Many Men. That album, uh, that that did a lot of, it, it inspired a lot of bad behavior in young people uh, in 2002. Get rich or die trying. I never got 50. 50. Never, you never got oh you never nah, bought into never 50 into aka ferrari never, never. i mean it's a fucking yeah. freestyle the fuck you want for free yeah uh, there, you know he had we had all those jams, mix, mix but tapes. i never like bought an album or listened to the songs that weren't actual singles fair um, fair yeah yeah well we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented irene too hey, hey. hey i wish i had uh, a yep. song prepared now Hey. Um, let's 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 do one for you. Uh, what's your favorite karaoke song? Just sing your favorite karaoke um, song. That's what I say. You know that Bright Eyes song? Uh huh. That song, but I never know <laughs> any know, lyrics of any songs. Song. You know yeah, the yeah. one where they have like two people sing it? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, sure. What's that one? Sure. Sing it for me a little bit. I I literally can I I cannot sing a song. Like I can't I, unless the song's playing. I can't sing the song. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I you know I I'm like one of those. Yep, yeah. yep. I'm uh, my partner. Her Majesty is also kind of the same way. She needs the just to find the find the pitch. Sometimes it's hard, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. man. Count uh, what's that Cheryl Crow song? Strong enough. Oof. Oh yeah, I've Sometimes. seen Her Majesty yeah. perform that song. It, it, it takes a little finesse because when you go yeah. strong enough to be my man, my yeah, yeah. man, like you got to really yeah. kind of know your <laughs> intervals to hit that right, you know. But anyway, shout out. I to mean, everybody. I'd be remiss in not saying it's a whole vibe. When she performs that song. <laughs> this is a vibe heavy show, actually. Yeah, yeah we will get into yeah. one of the larger vibes huh, later. Oh man, uh, the vibes. Uh, Irene, how is quarantine treating you? Um, you know, ups and downs, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was like with my family for a bit. That was good, and then it suddenly was like I don't want to live at home. Um, yeah. Then I left. Now it's good again, and then <laughs> you know this week has been bad. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. Of the world, yeah, sure. The world is bad. We're up, we're down. We're bad. up, we're down. Where did you uh, go home to? Uh, the Bay. Okay. Yeah. And how long were you with the family before you're like, you know what? It's been nice, but I got to go back. I like just got back. I think I was there for like four or five months. Oh shit! Okay, so wow. I like stuck it out. Yeah. Yeah. And was it a mixture of like regressing to childhood and like slash like what? Because I know what people I've, I've speaking to people who have gone home during the pandemic. Some people are like, no, I got to be fully independent. Or some people are like, no, I went back to 15 in there. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I never want to go back to 15. But when you're with your family, they just treat you like you're <laughs> right. a child. 
Yeah. Right, right. It's almost like, impossible to, yeah. To I'm like, I want to do my laundry. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah. wow. Is that like out of a thing of like, I don't want you to be able to say that you did my laundry later, or are you just kind of like, you'll mess up my clothes because I know how you do. You just dry everything on the highest setting and shrink my shit. I mean, both. She right. definitely, it's always like, please don't dry all my shirts because then they <laughs> right. shrink and then I can't wear them. And the other thing is just like, then she'll be like, yeah, I did all the laundry. And I'm like, yeah, but I could have done it. Sure, right. sure, sure. Yeah. Like, I can do these things. Yeah. That's such a powerful thing is like what your clothes smell like when they're washed, like at home, like they smell the same when you go home or like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I When I lived with another family for a little while in high school, like the, the clothes smelled totally different. And that just like completely, I don't know. So it's Throws very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's like animals, you know, like when right. the scent is off, like your own mother would be like... <laughs> Yeah, no, this is not. Well, mine. yeah. After I lived with that family and I came home, my mother—it was like a baby bird. My mother was like, "You've been no. touched by others. <laughs> get get out of my sight." Um, Jesus, they went heavy on the bounce sheets, huh? Over there. <laughs> All right, well, I guess yeah. for my kid. European laundry smells different. Uh, that's me flexing. Weird flex, but but okay. okay. Yeah, she wouldn't feed me anymore from her mouth. It was pre-masticated food. Yeah, pre-masticated yeah, that's a shame. Food, which I had to learn to. You know, chew my own food. It wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, and you right. came after Alicia Silverstone hard about that. Look who's <laughs> a fool now. Yeah, yeah. All right, Irene, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we are going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to keep talking about that debate. I think both sides did really well, as Super Producer yeah. Ana Jose said. <laughs> I think they were both great. I mean, I, I think they both made some really good points, yep. and it was just a fun, a fun light watch. Uh, so we'll talk about um, how, like, the fallout um, from Trump refusing to uh, denounce white supremacists among white supremacists. We'll see how they're how they're dealing <laughs> with that whole thing. Uh, both on Fox News and in Proud Boys, you know, Facebook groups. We'll talk about Biden raising uh, almost four million dollars just during the debate. Uh, also, like the. AOC shaped hole that I felt in my heart watching the debate, or just like the Elizabeth Warren shape. Just like I feel like for some reason I was just like yearning for uh, one of the many uh, candidates who can think on their feet uh, during during <laughs> that debate. It was very. Uh, it was like a. Then palpable. it wouldn't be an even match. That's true. You know, uh, at least you got the two uh, low-energy Furbies duking it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about Bob Woodward, and we'll do a little brain bleaching. Look at that, uh, the dude on the skateboard listening to uh, Fleetwood Mac and drinking Ocean Spray. Uh, we'll talk about some conjoined twins in uh, British Columbia who can see through each other's eyes and hear each other's thoughts. Uh, we'll talk about time travel, why it might be mathematically possible. Uh, all of that we need pl- that i like more. literally right Ooh. now like okay we know he's talking about all this nasty shit that's happening in the world and the president you know going full chest out embracing white supremacists but you know what time travel though what if we mm. can make that work out just in time uh <clears throat> but first irene before we get to any of that what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are oh um my latest search history was um what's the conversion rate for the canadian dollar Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and what this a commercial was before for the Canada. debate. Yeah, 
Yeah, now it's going to be, I feel like that could have maybe affected the exchange rate because people are just like, fuck, Canada is going to be strong. You get yeah, a, it's gonna a be dollar like... and 33 Canadian, a dollar 33 Canadian for one American dollar looks like. Yeah, it's right. going to flip. Yeah. A bra- the brain drain is going to be more like a brain tipping over the uh, ball full of soup and it just spills <laughs> everywhere because, uh, yeah. If it could, it could be bad. It could be Have bad. you been uh, lining up people who could possibly give you a sham marriage in Canada? Me? <laughs> yeah, anybody. I know I have. No. Oh, I mean, man. I know some comedians that are Canadian, but yeah, yeah. I mean, all the good ones typically are. So right. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I, I, you know, there's some some nice Zeit gang people who have offered uh, refuge uh, to Her Majesty and I in the form of sham marriages. But well, you know, I, I think we'll we'll see what goes down here. I think we might be able to tough this one out. But you know, thank you. I for mean, the offer. do they do polyamory? Because I think we all got to marry the same three comedians then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Let us know uh, what's going on up there. But yeah, yeah, everyone constantly reaches out from like people I know from other countries, not just listeners who are like, it's how, how, how's it over there? Is it is it yeah. is how it as bad you? as it seems? I'm like, here's the thing, like it if depending on how engaged you are, you could have always known it was this bad. Uh, right. But now it's like the media and everyone's like, oh, now it's all out there and it's it's all happening in like three you know, simultaneously that it's very hard to spin any of this into being like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. It's all number one. It's all good. It's all good. That is the, I, I am pretty, I, I differ pretty drastically from anybody who was surprised by that debate. That's almost exactly what you would expect to happen based on everything just yeah. that, that we've seen if you've been paying attention. Yeah, Do you like you Canada know, it's, though? It's, oh, sorry. It's, okay, but it's 2020. Like, mm-hmm. you expect something unexpected, right? You're like, maybe this right. will be the best debate ever. Right, that's true. Ah. Yeah, when the when the expectations are so low, like that would be yeah. if the election just like went in- incredibly smoothly and Trump was like, uh, He's like "All right, you got me." I've been bested by uh, damn you, Democratic Party. And I mean, then, that would be a twenty twenty move. That would, yeah, be, right. And so I'm like, be... damn, twenty, and like that's when the, all those memes are gonna come. Like, not gonna lie, man, I thought they had us in the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it ended up working out somehow. Yeah. Um, what is something you think is overrated? Something I think is overrated. It's just um, like needing to be right all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been talking I about feel this like, for a while. Yeah, yeah that's like what every like all what all our problems are. It's like everyone has to like prove they're right. Like even when they realize like you're wrong about something, just like because you took one stance, you just have to have that stance forever. It's like you can change your mind. Yeah, yeah. like that's yeah. fine. It's, you know, ego is a hell of a fucking thing, you know, when it really is almost saying like, well, don't admit that we were wrong. Just keep putting the pedal to the metal and make it worse for yourself. That's what we'll do because I'm ego and I'm at the wheel. I don't care about your existence. I care about how we are viewed. Yeah, it's really uh, it's especially, you know, constantly. I think this is one of the the one thing we've heard a lot of uh, guests talk about is like this, like being wrong is okay. It's not. It's not an issue. It's part it's, of being. It's not like growth. about. Yeah, it's about growth. It's not like you're a wrong person. Is you just you're like, oh, I learned more information and I changed my mind. Yes, yeah. changing your mind about things, having uh, complex opinions about uh, different people that they couldn't be right about some things and wrong about others, like that. I think I wasn't able to do happens. that. 
until I was like 27. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like to like fully not do the thing where like Loki, I would take the L in private and then right. like just stop talking about it, <laughs> which is like the, you know, the, the you're on your way there where you like you get owned in like some kind of debate and you're like, all right, then we'll see. I'm gonna go look at some stuff. And then you like cry in your Honda and then yeah. you're like, okay, maybe you have some points. But now I'm at a point where you're like, oh, for real? Huh? Huh? Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. And I will, I will, I will just confirm that. If, okay, you were correct. Thank you. And now you have fed my mind. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's a big, it's a jump to get to that point, I guess, for some people. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think everybody just needs to read a couple self help books. Yeah, right? you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they've been kind of embraced by a certain type of community that we have. Like, yeah, I, I think self help and just the idea of like th- focusing on like uh spiritual things even if it's not like a religious thing has been relegated to just being like this bullshitty thing and like yeah marianne williamson big orb energy right. type shit but really right. like i mean you know i think a good i i i tried reading like alan watts like at 19 i that was i was i was swinging on pitches that were a little too fast for me intellectually at that time <laughs> now it makes much more sense but you know, Eckhart Tolle's uh, The Power of Now is like, I, I, I always use that as a gateway book for like bros of mine who are like, I don't know, like she sh- could be different, right? And I'm like, why don't you read this book a little bit and think about being present a little more and not worry about the past or future or how it makes you look, sir. And they're like, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, thanks. So, yeah. you know, check that one out if you got time. But I, I didn't even want to admit that Die Hard Four was a bad movie because oh, I, I liked that, yeah. Die Hard so much. Die Hard yeah. so much that was like pretty late. I, I forget what year that came out, but I was like, yeah, you know, even even that I was trying. I I didn't want to admit I was wrong about. And it was uh, a whole Bruce thing. You Willis. got pepper sprayed at that Best Buy and everything. Yeah, no, yeah. I was I was willing were taking to a die for live free <laughs> for, or for, die for this movie. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, still kind of like that movie. Uh, Irene, <laughs> what is something that you think is underrated? Underrated, um, competence, just being mm. competent okay. in general. What inspired yeah. that? Um, you know, nothing, nothing. Definitely about not this podcast. The, definitely not the debate. Um, definitely not the debate. What do you guys think about? Chris Wallace, because I I heard a lot of people saying like that was the worst, uh, like moderation. I I don't know that like there was, I don't know what a competent person was supposed to do when, with regards to the the interrupting, right? Like if you can't cut the mic, what are you supposed to do? Unless I'm, I don't know. He could have been like angry dad on the road trip with the kids fighting in the back and being like, I'll pull this fucking car over right now. I don't give a fuck whose birthday Yeah, I think he should have been more strict and stern and angry about it. Yeah, just gotten angry. But like, you know what? If you guys don't stop doing this debate, the debate's over. Like, we're just gonna gonna end it. Pull the car over, yeah. Yeah, we're just gonna end it and then talk about how you guys are being dumb for the the last hour (laughs) it was pretty wild that like just how transparent the kid who like arguing child in the backseat of the car energy was when trump was like well him too right yeah (laughs) when he told it wasn't me that was just bad boy he was bad boy too (laughs) tell him what the heck (laughs) i have to go to yellow light he he should go to yellow light too (laughs) that's not fair that's not Uh, fair 
Oh, this is bullshit, Mr. Wallace. What'd you say? Nothing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he should also be yellow light. If I have to go to a yellow light, he should also have to go to a yellow light. What about I that? have to go to red light? No. Yeah. It was... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah... I guess you, the one thing I didn't like was when it like it was clear that him and Biden were like vibing together about how out of control the president was being. I'm like, have some air of like impartiality a little bit. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know either, uh, Vice President Biden. I mean, this guy, yeah, I guess he is. Huh? <laughs> you know, sure. It gives because I know the the on the right, they are all just mad at Chris Wallace. So on the left, people are blaming him because these two old men don't know how to behave. And then on the other on the right, they're like. Oh, he was all he was against the president by asking him direct questions about things pertaining to his life and presidency. Yeah. It also um, just sounded like he would be like begging Trump to like stop talking. He'd be like, "Oh no, you're going to love this next question." Yeah. Like, <laughs> that what? was so wild. He's like <laughs> He said that like uh, multiple times. Yeah. He's like, "No, no, this one you're going to love." Like, yeah. "What?" It's like, <laughs> it's, yeah. like a, it's like a uh, open mic comedian bombing. Like, how about this next one? This next yeah, you're going to love gonna, this gonna, one. You're going to love this no, one. No, I swear. This one really, though, you guys. Don't give me the light. Uh, you're going to love this, Mr. Yeah. President. That or um, you're feeding a baby vegetables and you're like, oh, you're going to like this one. Yeah. Here, come, yeah. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Here comes the plane. You're so going to love this next question's a plane. Uh, open oh, up the okay. tunnel. It's going uh, to fly. <laughs> <laughs> don't spit it out. Don't spit it out. Don't just choo, 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 choo. Yep. Choo, choo. Here comes the train. Oh, man. This shit works really well too by the way the the train stuff oh the um, plane the train the plane, whatever the train. transport get, get yeah. the calories into me mouth you know comes what I mean? around comes around the bend going through tunnels you know what you can do all we, sorts of creative stuff do you remember being fed like that pretty vividly and i don't i have a vivid memory of it and i'm curious if maybe i was doing that this shit too late into life that i have these really strong memories of that shit i don't think i ever did that oh, never man. got a plane coming in I don't think so yeah, I mean, I, that's what I'm talking about when I say it works. It gets me to on eat you, stuff yeah. really. Yeah, like I, it makes it food more sprout. delicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I don't. I actually don't remember that. Uh, remember eating that? I remember there was like a spoon that my older sister and I would fight over because it had a bee <laughs> on it, uh, and like that when you got the bee spoon, that was like the ring of power, and like oh, that. Shit. Okay, that made food more delicious. That. That's something that I've tried to replicate and haven't been able to succeed with. You know what um, they should have done for the debates is use a talking stick. Yeah. Right? If you're not holding the talking stick, you can't talk. Or like well, the conch in like uh, Lord of the Flies. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. The I mean, they're going to have to cut mics. Am I am I making it up that they did that at one time where they like he couldn't talk over people? Uh, was that like maybe during a Clinton debate or one of the uh, original Republican debates? I feel like I've I remember Mike's being turned off during a debate, but maybe yeah, that was I, just I, I do know that the council for presidential debates is they're like, OK, we're going to take another look at how we're running that thing, because yeah. you can't just have people just straight screaming over the other one when they're like bringing up their ineptitude over something like a pandemic or, you know take your pick on whatever issue is plaguing us right um finally irene what is a myth what's something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa all right so this was inspired by a conversation i had with my friend that um completely unrelated to anything we've talked about so far the myth that uh milk is bad for you okay mm. 
I don't think it's true. I drink milk every day. I like never get acne. So Anecd- anecdotally, myth busted. Yeah, bu- busted. That's yeah. those are the facts. You drink milk every day? Every day. Damn. What kind of milk? Whole milk oh, with like fuck the cream, yeah. cream top. Cream top. Wait, Wait what's what? cream? To, like you do a half a half floater? No, no. On top? it's it's uh, it comes. <laughs> it's like whole milk, but it comes with the cream on the top of it. Yeah, oh, so it basically is like half and half. Where are you Yo, picking that up? You Just like that? straight out of a. A bucket on a farm? No, no, it's like they have it at Whole, Whole Foods and like oh, do Sprouts. They? The cream yeah. top? Yeah. Damn. It's like that the sounds... Strauss. It comes in a glass bottle. Oh, Strauss family creamery. Yeah. You know, because I, I I like fatty ass milk. That's what like, I'm saying. It's that's great. That's the fucking, because I mean, like in Japan, the milk, the fat content over there is so much. So as a kid, I grew up drinking like, I feel like what tasted like half and half. Yeah. Uh, and now like, and then I would come to like get my school lunch and it'd be like 2%. And I'm like, what the fuck is this watered down horseshit? <laughs> Just spitting um, milk across yeah, the yeah. lunchroom. Well, to the point where like, I hated even like the low fat milk that I would just get the 2% because it was closer to water and I would just pound them shits like, like it was water. Anyway, all that to say is, okay, I got my eye on this cream top now. It's but good. You got to get it. It's good. Yeah. I drink it every day. How do you, how'd you develop the, like the habit? Like, you know, now I always like- drank milk when I was a kid. And, you know, when you're in school, every kid drinks milk. That's what they give you for lunch. Right. So I would just drink those. And those were always like kind of gross. They're like carton milk. It tastes like yeah. cardboard and it's 2% milk. So it's a little, you know, watery. Um, yeah. But at a home, little. we would just buy whole, whole milk, which is actually only like 3% milk fat. It's like not even that much more. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I liked that. And I just always have liked, you know, like a heavier creamier milk so then like a few years ago i think i think my mom maybe found it or i found it but we found this milk that has like the cream top on it and now i just get that i'm loving that yeah because i think i i drink around i'll eat i'll drink 3.8 percent fat or even 4.2 wait Uh, where do you find that though that's in japan like they have the shit on the carton bro like it's just like 3.8 4.0 4.2 Oh, you want to fuck your heart up? I mean, go ahead. We got it. Uh, that, but when you drink that, sh- have that with cereal. Oh, that sounds good. I grew oh. up eating cereal with skim milk. We were like a big oh. cereal family. That's the why. Why would you even drink milk if it's, you're gonna drink skim out. milk? I know it's so bad now. Like going <laughs> yeah. back to that, it sucks. It's, it's like just why didn't water. we just fucking pour water on yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's just weird it's, looking water. Yeah, it's like gray blue water. Why? Why are we doing this? Why did you do this to me? Um, oh man. Yeah. But yeah, you don't know. Good. You don't know what cereal is supposed to be if you've been eating skim milk, and that is what it has as like on the nutritional information. They're like, yeah, if you just put a cup of skim milk in here it's like why would i do that yeah. why why don't you just tell me what it would be like if i just poured the cereal down the fucking garbage disposal <laughs> i remember um, one time uh, a babysitter was like watching me for like a weekend or something and we had to go to the grocery store i was like maybe five or six and like they're like oh what cereal do you like i was like this one's like what milk do you get and i was like oh shit all right here we go maybe i'll go half a half or something and just say that's what i put on my cereal <laughs> and because i would always drink the little mini creamers at restaurants and my mom would be like yo you fucking around embarrassing my ass looking like an idiot taking shots at the table like that you used to call them barbie milks anyway so at, at the uh, at the grocery store 
Uh, I remember seeing buttermilk for the first time, and in my mind, I go, "Oh, that's the fuck, that's the one, right?" This buttermilk, yes, yeah. please. That has to. Yeah. This shit, I, it was not right, and I completely regretted it. I didn't know, and then the person who was like babysitting me also didn't know what it was. Like, are you sure this is what you would put on them? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what I. Drink. Is it salted like buttermilk? It's. I just, think it's like way more cream, isn't it? Yeah, okay, it's it. just absolutely. It's like not supposed to be drinkable. Got no, it. you don't. You don't really you like cook you don't, with it. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to be drinking that shit because uh, like people like make it on their own, like to to cook with. Uh, and it was such a. T- I had to, but I had to do one of those things where you take the L, like just power through it because yeah. I couldn't admit I was wrong. So yeah, that was yep, the thanks. ego. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you're five, that's the ego again. I couldn't admit. I'm like, hey, you know what? You were right. This is not yeah. the milk that I normally drink. You were right. This is something strange. But I was like, no, this is. It's sour, but it's good and thick. It's like yogurt. So I married a woman who is lactose intolerant. We we have Aww. lactate. Uh, I have lactate in like all my pockets. We have lactate just laying around the house. But like, there's something about milk. Definitely, like I, I'm more sensitive to what it does to my body. Like, it, I think I'm like at least like partially lactose intolerant. Um, or maybe it's like when you gain sympathy weight or something, and I'm just sympathetically uh, lactose intolerant. But mm. sometimes it hurts. Ugh. You don't. You don't get that at all, Irene. I really don't. Yeah. Good. Nope. I That's awesome. yeah. I power up. It makes it <laughs> truly though. I do power up. I'm like yeah. I gotta drink my two glasses of milk and I'm ready to go. Two fu- glasses. Wow. It's funny for yeah for me being like black and Asian. I feel like they're at some point milk or dairy would do something to me because but i don't know we're, we're just some cheese eating milk drinking fools mm-hmm. on this side uh so you know yeah. i mean different me. food does different things to different people like, i think I- shrimp makes me fart though <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what were you talking about <laughs> uh all right guys let's take a quick break and we'll be right back And we're back, and uh, people are still kind of working their way through the debate fallout, including yeah. the Proud Boys, um, who had a big moment, you know? Yeah. Biden threw it out there. Uh, Wallace asked Trump to denounce white supremacists. Uh, he was like, give me a name. And Go ahead, Biden anyone. said, uh, the Proud Boys. And he was like, well, not... Surely not the Proud Boys. Surely not uh, those white supremacists. Yeah. Name another group that isn't a white supremacist group. <laughs> right. How about um, the Southern Poverty Law Center? I'm totally against them. So I denounce them. But not not actual white supremacists. It it was a it was a big like the the web boards of the Proud Boys were alight uh, yeah. after that, basically saying like, dude, we got a fucking shout out on the fucking presidential debate. Which is yeah frightening they're just a neo-fascist group uh where all they i mean robert evans has been attacked by proud boys uh when he's covering shit in portland like this is this isn't just like some dudes wearing fred perry polo shirts uh and like just trying to talk shit like they're you know they're they're straight up neo-fascist group uh and that it seemed to be the one thing where everyone like the entire country just forehead slapped even though like most people were like yeah of course 
Like, I'm not surprised that he couldn't do that. He's made it clear that he's the president himself is a white supremacist. So, like, I I was sort of like, yep, there he goes. He can't he can't do that. He can't. He's he's going to struggle with it. And he just lets everybody else be like, no, 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 that's not how he feels. That's not how he feels. That's not how he feels. Wallace asked him to tell them to stand down. And he instead told them to stand by and stand back. So um, slight difference. I was between, like, if that was a Freudian two. slip, which it wasn't, worst right. Freudian slip in history. Right. Yeah. And also Freudian slips are people saying the thing that they that their unconscious brain is telling yeah, them to say. That, so that it's also like not, is true. <laughs> but yeah, like it's either he secretly wants that or openly wants that. Um and he's also not coming out and being like, I misspoke. He's coming out and not saying shit, even though Republicans are like, please correct Don't. yourself. Just oh, especially fucking uh, Tim Scott, yeah. the one black senator. They were asking him straight up. They're like, "Uh, so what do you think about that?" And he's like, "Oh man, you know, I th- he must have misspoke. Uh, so but he he needs a chance to clean that up. Uh, because if he doesn't, then I guess he didn't misspeak. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was true. Wild. Right. Interesting way to walk <laughs> us through that <laughs> exercise. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Thank you. Got what it. do you make of it as the black senator on the of the one black Republican senator who they constantly use as a token and just dismiss all their vile behavior? Be like, well, you know, Tim Scott is helping us work on police reform, so we we have this thing under control. Uh, and now he's just you know having to be like that. That dude's just like, I don't know, man. What do you want me to say? Like, yeah, I know he's racist, but I've kind of already picked the side here so gonna have to just pretend i don't know till we know for sure out of his mouth again and then just overall uh you know combined with telling his followers who apparently are proud boys a militant uh white supremacist organization to go to the polls uh to monitor people's voting which is like voter suppression mm-hmm. uh, voter intimidation uh and then refusing to uh, commit to telling his followers to maintain peace as the election results are counted because he thinks there's going to be, you know, irregularities and then the irregularities that he was pulling. Like, it just seems like the only things he pays attention to are conspiracy websites and, you know. What, and him who, losing. Yes. And his his own Twitter, like, response mentions probably. I mean, his whole focus is just to he doesn't have the the skill or the support to actually win the election, it seems, aside right. from, you know, outright fuckery, which they're fully engaged in. So now that's like more of the focus. It's like, yeah, I don't know. The debate could have gone to shit. But as long as I'm like, you know, invalidating a ton of fucking votes for Biden, maybe that's how it works. And not because I'm actually telling people to vote for me. It's because I, I completely just swindle the whole thing. So yeah. the White House tried, though, to clean up. Some of the comments, um, yeah. Hogan Gidley came out Fake and he name. was like, okay, they asked, yeah, Hogan, Hogan Giggly. Giggly. Hogan, I wish it was a real name. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here, Hogan Giggly. <laughs> that sounds like yeah. a Harry Potter character. I know. Right? Yeah. It really does. Uh, so yeah, he came out and he was just basically saying like, oh, you know, they're like, well, what about this, this thing with Trump being a white supremacist? Spoiler alert for everyone in case you didn't know Trump is a white supremacist. But yes, uh, Hogan Gidley just comes up with this typical thing where he's like, of course he's against it. What he right. meant to say was blah, 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 blah. Peter Navarro at one point tried to blame Chris Wallace for him talking like that and be like, well, I, it, everything. It was just a bad look for everybody involved. And you could tell immediately, too, because 
every like senator was like, you should have, he should have said, he should have fucking disavowed that immediately. It doesn't make sense how he fucked that up. That's like the easiest fucking thing. We're not even in a, you know, like even like establishment Republicans are like, we don't, we don't do the outright racism shit anymore. Like we even learned from the sixties and seventies, like we got to do use like deracialized language to get our racism across. When someone asks you point blank, if you racism bad, you have to say yes. Yes. Our policies are racist in their Mm -hmm. effects, but we don't, our words that we use to uh, form those policies are not openly racist, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brian, even Fox, even Fox, which, you know, Fox moderated the debate. And then, uh, you know, as they were responding to it, there are some people who are like, Trump came in with a command performance and just dominated. Uh, but for the most part, a lot of Fox analysts were um, just a little bit, uh, a little bit more circumspect and realistic. Like Brian Kilmeade, Steve Ducey. Yeah. Seemed just like bummed about it. They were like, <laughs> Steve Ducey had like this whole thing where he's like, you know, it's like going to your favorite restaurant and, you know, you're ready to have a like a really nice meal. And then it comes and it, it's just and the anticipation. It's like, hmm, that was just OK. Uh, like just likening it to like, wh- I don't know what he thought this was going to be like. He just thought Trump was going to fucking like literally eat Joe Biden up there. <laughs> and it's like. That's exactly the leadership I'm talking about. We need a, a cannibal in chief. Yeah. I mean, the we as we always talk about, tr- the Trump administration and all his talking points are just, you know, whatever he's guilty of, he accuses the other side of doing. He seemed pretty, uh, let's say, keyed up. Um, and he had also been accusing the Biden campaign of using Adderall to prepare for the debate. So that's just one thing I would I would put out there. I don't. I don't know how like in control of his own faculties Trump was going up there. He was sweating. He was just sweat. He was sweating. He was interrupting. Just like just couldn't. It was like he couldn't stop himself. I do want to um, play this clip though from Brian Kilmeade because he, he, you know, you know, the president was watching Fox and Friends immediately. Yeah. After all he does is watch Fox. So and they and know. They know and yeah. they know they're talking to him. Anyone on Fox knows that that's when you talk to the president or you audition to get into the cabinet by completely, you know, <laughs> ignoring how bad the performance was. You could tell there were some people uh, the morning after who were like, it was unbelievably good. And you're like, fool, <laughs> you, it's too late. You don't want to be part of this. Anyway, so this is Brian Kilmeade basically saying, like, he fucked up the biggest layup in, his, in the history of debates. But Donald Trump blew the biggest layup in the history of debates by saying not condemning white supremacists. I don't know if he didn't hear it, but he's got to clarify that right away. <laughs> That's like, are you against evil? Um, why the president didn't just uh, knock that out of the park? I'm not sure. Oh, uh, maybe he just didn't hear it. Maybe he just didn't hear it. But Dude, he- the fact that even on Fox and Friends, they're trying to even put that as like, yo, are you against evil, man? Like, yeah. even on Fox and Friends, they're like, True. you can't just openly embrace white supremacy like that. We we have we can't go that far back, you know, like it's it's interesting to even see them, even though they're engaged in it and would love to give all kinds of disingenuous arguments against equality and things like that, that at that point, they're like, you know, in public, we have to say racism bad, right? It just doesn't work like that. You right. get blew that, buddy. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm more surprised that they are that disconnected from like the implications of their of their own beliefs that that is like what that he gets 
how bad that was. Um, he, but that's Ari, great. Ari Fleischer, former White House press secretary uh, to Bush, he even brought out a fucking whiteboard to give a lesson to the president directly on it. Obviously not like he was saying it, but they're like, hey, Ari, well, uh, you got an, a whiteboard there for some tips for the, you know, what the president could could possibly do to in the next debate. I'm just going to play the beginning of it because it's so patronizing, but it also shows you how these people are like, I don't know what the fuck else we could do. Like, I don't know. He needs we to know that was guy. an utter fuck up. But listen to Ari Fleischer really put on his like teacher cap here. <laughs> Looky there. Here's my advice for the president okay. on the next debate. One, interrupt less. It's perfectly fine at key moments to jump in. Don't do it all the time. Two, let Biden flail around. The president actually saved Biden on several instances. When he said to Joe Biden, you won't take a stand on packing the court. You won't take a stand on the filibuster. He should have then gone silent and showed America Biden isn't taking a stand. Trump is right. But instead, he interrupted again and said, where's your list? Where's your list? He didn't let Biden flail. Let the man flail. It'll happen. And three, sum it up. Let Biden go through two or three of these episodes where he doesn't answer. It was uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you like any of those points? Uh, what do we think, Irene? Did you of, of those, or maybe you have some advice for the president? I mean, I'm not trying to help the man, so yeah. I'm, I'm like, hey, just do what you did again. Keep that up, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're doing great, bro. <laughs> I also don't think those things would necessarily work. Like, I don't think those were the problems. Like, Dude, I think that also <laughs> for Trump him. would have to have some. He would have to be someone who actively listens and is. Ni- he's not a fucking improviser, right? You know what right. I mean? Or you could go into and be like, right, okay, I'm gonna wait for those pockets. I'm gonna let him flail. Then I'm gonna sum it up, and then I'm gonna, I'm not gonna enter. Like he doesn't, dude. Unless he has some kind of like electrode attached to his like fucking leg that's like shocking him to be like shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. I don't know if he will ever be able to have that kind of self control, or he like I don't know, you know. It 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 was what it was because he is who he is, as yeah. Joe Biden said. Yeah, he had a couple pretty good lines, and Biden had like a record-setting run of contributions. He he almost raised. Uh, four million dollars in the last hour of the debate. So we see <laughs> who was who was energized by the president's oh performance. God. Just everyone's oh, yeah. just at home panicking, like, "Oh, we gotta donate right. now!" Right now, I don't know. Oh God, is will this money give Joe Biden more energy directly right now? <laughs> if I if I send the cash in, please. Yeah, if I inject um. the money, will he talk louder? <laughs> Uh, and as you guys see, I have a whiteboard here that I've uh, drawn <laughs> up some recommendations for Joe Biden on. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them Flail being more. So, so they need to just get somebody to like when they're doing the debate prep, just interrupt him constantly and shout like just wild shit at him because he still gets distracted and will stop and be like, ah, I just yeah, he did a lot. Of- it's like, yo, yeah. that doesn't work. That is not good TV. Smiling at him like while he's being uh, a fascist and a racist is not cute. Like people don't like that. Like that's not it's not helping anyone. And just the every single time Biden says, and by the way, everything that comes after that is like it's just terrible. It's always boring. (laughs) It's always some boring specific where you can like feel him getting stressed out as he tries to like 
land the sentence and yeah. it's just like yo if you find yourself saying by the way just go just shut the fuck up and just go back to the previous thing you were saying or move on but yeah i don't know man there there was just like i felt an elizabeth warren slash aoc slash you know any bernie sanders people who have the you know courage of their convictions shaped whole in the debate because there was just I don't know. They like this and like even Hillary, like people who are playing the game, like it's just it, I'm I'm tired of seeing Well, that. just cuz it's we've seen fucking three gen like two generations worth of the same kind of discourse and it's yeah. like it's like we're watching commercials from the 70s, but yeah. we're millennials and we're like, bro, this commercial is whack as fuck and it's so insincere and I'm not going to smoke Newports now because of this. No. I mean, I, I am, but that's, yeah, but that's you, but know, that's your choice. That's the difference and, between you and me. And that's how you get down because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a, a Benson and Hedges 100s type of cat. Um, <laughs> but like- the, it, it's, but that's what you're talking about is like with like these other p politicians, the reason they're more refreshing is because like they've abandoned this like wonk speak political sort of like like rhetoric of threading the needle and not upsetting people and just getting to be like, yo, okay, so you're broke because of this, okay? That's what the fuck is going on right now. Right. The reason you don't have healthcare is because right now, the whole shit, the whole system has been hijacked by the, uh, the insurance industry and pharmaceutical company. Like, but- it's everything when you don't have that, it just gets lost into this like angry screaming match uh, right. up there. And also, like, I would love, you know, a Nene Leaks from like Real Housewives of Atlanta was like, <laughs> if Joe, B get me on that Joe Biden prep debate team because he needs a, re a lesson on how to read people. Um, yes. I couldn't imagine if Joe Biden even had just one preloaded, uh, just clap back uh, that he could use. But at the end of the day, like it's just spectacle as we watch the country suffer, like in real terms. And it's it's weird, like to even get like sort of worked up, like, oh, he could have pwned him up there. But it's like, oh, man, how about like some fucking financial relief, some financial right. fucking yeah, assistance right now? Why are we very... fucking talking about that? I don't think we learned anything. No, it's these very straightforward things where he has truth and the, you know, majority of americans on his side but there's like this like short circuit where uh you know the mainstream democratic party feels like you need to you know uh split the difference and be in the middle but like he you know most people in the country agree that climate change is bad and is caused by you know fossil fuels like but he felt like he had to equivocate and run away from that there's like mm -hmm. So many different things where he, yeah, relief, like giving people help. Like the, there's just like so many different things. I mean, even down to the like Herman Cain thing was like so, like, Ugh. Trump was like, nobody's ever been hurt by like going to my rallies. It's like, dude, what? Did you there's see that famous... Josiah Johnson tweet? What? No. When it said Trump, ain't nobody died at my rallies. And it said Herman Cain. And it was that uh, gift from the rap battle where the dude was like, ooh. Right. <laughs> like, okay, motherfucker. Like, really? It's, yeah, just the, I don't know, the equivocating, the like trying to calculate when all, all you need to do is just tell the truth is, is somewhat frustrating. Yeah. Um, but, but hey, looking forward to the next two, right? Yeah. So whatever those end up being, or if there's rules or whatever, I don't know. It's just such a, 
<laughs> Such I mean, a mess. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And we want to check in with the Fleetwood Mac skateboarder guy who uh, that is the definition of a whole vibe. Uh, that dude is just <laughs> feeling uh, there is just a palpable good good energy uh, surrounding, yeah. surrounding that dude in that video. This clip is of this guy, Nathan Apodaca, but it was like at Dogface 208. Double G, D O double G. Okay, respect it. Uh, apparently, he's in Idaho Falls. And if you, again, if you haven't seen this video, I'll just try and describe it, but you must look at it yourself. This is this dude. He's on a skateboard. He's vibing. Like, he's not having to do much kicking because he must be on some kind of decline. Uh, yeah. And he's just got a full ass bottle of like ocean spray crayon raz, leisurely sipping and grooving. And it has this feeling of like freedom and carefreeness yeah. that i think is for whatever reason i think resonated with so many people simultaneously because it looked like someone completely untethered from like the chaos of what the political state is the economic woes of this country everything else and just sort of like yeah man i'm just gliding i'm having a little juice and i'm listening to some good tunes and that that's enough to kind of raise you up a little bit and yeah, so it was no, you know, secret or no surprise when this video just became like the fucking all people could fucking talk about over the weekend. <laughs> um, so he is first of all, as somebody who has lived in Los Angeles for almost a decade now, just watching him leisurely ride a skateboard on like in what would be like stopped traffic in Los Angeles stressed me out. So that's, that's where <laughs> I'm at is this video even managed to stress me out. But, um, so well, he, lucky he was in Idaho falls, man. He wasn't in right. LA. So it's, it's okay. It was, it's the, the roads are more forgiving over there, for but he's gotten some, uh, some financial assistance from people. Yeah. Are... Apparently he was living in an RV, like in front of his brother's house. And he, you know, like he, uh, got all this a lot of donations through like cash app and paypal venmo etc uh and now he got like around ten thousand dollars and he's just like super grateful because he's like i need a car he's like the the reason he was saying the reason the video went viral is because like he had some he he had a shift at it like the potato factory or something he has a very interesting life and his car was broke down so he's like on a skateboard more uh this whole thing and so he's given like five grand to his mom it's it's like half heartwarming and then half sad like anything where you're like this person got you know their the the they crowd people crowdfunded their way into like a better situation um but at the end of the day like you know if i just very narrowly keep it about the the skateboarding freedom and you know o ocean spray needs to give him some kind of deal oh like, yeah i'm sure a lot of people are like get buying cranberry juice again I'll, you know, <laughs> I was into I'm, it. I was like, yo, I haven't had cranberry juice in a while. <laughs> I know. I think of and cran raz is that one that's good because straight that's cranberry true. juice was like, Ugh, yeah, no, yeah. it's too tart. Or like, or you get the cocktail and it's a little bit sweeter, but cran raz always it was always an easier sip. Uh, or so. cran apple. I I like cran apple. Oh, okay. Yeah, Might yeah be they gotta old. put them in a commercial. Or white cranberry peach. That one was a, a vibe for a that little was. bit in the early aughts. I remember. Ooh, you drink, you have that with a little, you know, Sprite. 
and vodka. You know what I mean? That was used to be my turnip juice that was just all sugar, and I would get sick immediately. I do. I did. This did make me wonder if he if there was any vodka in that because of how good he was feeling <laughs> on this thing. I was like, that's. That would be me if there was vodka in that thing. Like, that's yeah. how I would be feeling. Either way, Ocean Spray needs to reach out to this man. Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how I can do get this same vibe, like, safely. You know, like, just do I put a fan in my face to have a fake breeze? Because I don't think, I don't trust myself on a skateboard getting right. fucked up. You, you have skater vibes, though. I mean, I can ride a vibes. skateboard, but... If I'm like, if I'm doing my version, I'm probably drinking and smoking at the same time. <laughs> so yeah. I want to do it like in a very safe place where I can glide and not be a danger to myself or others. Or, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe, oh, I just maybe get somebody pulls me like in a red wagon. Well, that'd be fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Little just hook kid. it up. Like, yo, it's like, yo, pull me, bro. Ooh. I think the theme of this episode is we're all going, we're all reverting back to being like toddlers. Uh, well, I think the uh, the other thing is just about the whole pandemic things like where I find myself like simplifying a lot of like my own needs, too, because mm. there's not a lot of ways to get what you want or need right now in the middle of all this. And like seeing videos like this, I'm like, that's right, man. Like, it's all just about some wind in your face, a little cranberry juice and getting free. It's not like that's all I need. I need to hop on a flight, go to Switzerland, uh, <laughs> fucking eat that chocolate. <laughs> And then mm-hmm. uh, throw a gold bar off a mountain on a, on a fucking unsuspecting tour bus or whatever you do out in Switzerland. But yeah. I think, yeah, there's just, I don't know, like to see this, I'm like, maybe we can reconnect as a people to know that this is, this is like the peak of like our existence is just a feeling free with a little juice, a little beverage, alcoholic or not, other, whatever it is, water, do whatever you got to do and good music. That's yeah. All yeah. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I, I've seen a lot of people in quarantine, like learning how to skateboard. You know, mm. oh, you got it's a lot like, of up, upright, uh, aspiring skaters. Yeah, not like I don't think like people are trying to be like skaters, but just like yeah, this is a thing that I always wanted to do, and you know, I think it'll be fun and brings me joy. You know. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Oh, bless him, bless Nathan Apodaca, and yeah. all his like he's got a ton of followers on TikTok. He he does a lot of content with his nieces and nephews, I think. So you he love to see like it. Cool you guy. love to see it. Uh, let's talk about some science. We got two science stories. Oh. That, one that blew my mind. So there are conjoined twins in British Columbia who, uh, I think they're like 12 or so, um, but they are like this very particular type of, uh, they share a thalamic bridge, um, which is basically the part of the brain that it acts as a switchboard that relays like sensory and motor signals. Um, and so they share the senses of touch and taste uh, and even control one another's limbs or can control one another's limbs. Um, their names are Tatiana and Krista. And Tatiana sees out of both of Krista's eyes, can see out of both of Krista's eyes, and Krista can see out of one of Tatiana's eyes. Um, and they can hear each other's thoughts, um, which is pretty dope. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Whoa. Um, okay. Yeah. That's like, I'm like, okay. Yeah, right? Yeah. Seeing out, that's got to be a trip. Yeah. I mean, it must not be because that's how you're used to experiencing life from the beginning. But yeah, 
but uh, it to is try and like put myself in that space where like doing tricks and shit be like like a magician could probably not fuck with them because they could literally be <laughs> like yo well, okay like they're just talking in their heads like all right this is what we're gonna do yeah so like this motherfucker he's gonna try and pull that card i don't know i don't know how it works but uh that's, that's specifically what they call it they call it talking in our heads so like they recognize that it's different enough that they like can describe it to people and be like yeah it's like we're having a conversation in our heads but y'all can't hear it um that's so wild how do they know like when they're looking out of their own eyes versus the like how do you switch back and forth with the eyes yeah that's a great question i don't i don't know yeah the there's a documentary about them this was just a uh today i learned on the front page of reddit and i think the documentary about them came out a couple years ago so there is a documentary you can check out but it's um yeah it's dope and uh, human existence is wild. We take See? it for granted. Woo! That's all we need. And then uh, there is a physicist and his student believe they have squared the mat. So they're already, you've got the professor and the young <laughs> person. So you already have right. the Back to the Future, Doc Brown, Marty vibes. Uh, but they think that they squared the math uh, of how like you how uh time travel can be possible um and my question is 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 that even possible or is this like some kind of coked out idea we're like <laughs> we, we fucking squared the math man on fucking time travel <laughs> like it that's all this was this this is all we were waiting for was what does that even mean like to, yeah sort of theoretically so, worked out how it could work yeah they basically it was theoretically possible in uh according to einstein's theories but nobody had ever like done the math to make it work. They've done the math to make it work. But then when they give a hypothetical scenario of like, you know, philosophically how it's possible, like it doesn't really make sense. To me. <laughs> uh, but I think that's like the problem is that there's not uh, speaking of thalamic bridges. I feel like there's not a bridge between like people who are just next level like scientific mathematical thinkers and like the people who can like put those thoughts into like words that people can understand because so like this is their uh description of like how it would be possible they're saying so the the thought experiment they used is if you go back in time to stop COVID 19 from happening you have then made it so that there's not a event in the future. And so you're like obviating your need to go back in time in the first place. And their explanation for that paradox is, but you might catch it while you're uh, doing it. So like while you're curing it. So you become uh, like the first patient. It's just like a completely insufficient (laughs) Uh, and like dumb explanation so I don't know if it's them not doing a good job explaining it or the author of this article doing a bad job of like explaining it or understanding it but I think the only version of time travel that makes sense to me is one that involves like the infinite parallel universes where it's all I don't know. Like the the idea that there just has to be one reality and like that there is no free will and we're all just like inevitably going back to this timeline where COVID-19 happened is seems like a a pretty 
Like that that is a back to the future level like misunderstanding of of how uh the time space continuum would actually work. I mean, if they could make the math of this work out, I feel like they should really just work on this vaccine. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, hey, that would be uh, helpful. They're like, well, that's not really our space. Like, we're kind of, <laughs> I was kind of the cool professor. This guy, we would just kind of hang out. He likes good weed. music, smoke yeah. weed, play Tony Hawk, and kind of were like, hey, man, what if we could go back in time? Kind of worked <laughs> on it. But I mean, that, yeah, there's so, I mean, I, I, they, I was following them up until the point of that paradox where, yeah, the paradox. And it's is... like, sure, I get, like, I'm, I see what you're saying. And if we're looking very linearly, like, well, if then that's not there, then why do you even go back in time to prevent the thing from happening? But then what's free will? What isn't? Uh, so many more questions. All yeah. to say, uh, I don't, I'm trying to think of what I would, would you go back in time? Not to change anything. Cause we know how that goes. Just but to just visit, to, just to peep something real quick. It could even be like five years ago. I would go to peep something, sure, but like I wouldn't go back to change anything. Sure, yeah. sure. Like, what would you want to see? Like, what's something you were like, ah, oh, damn, I wish I could have saw that. For me, it's JFK. Oh, of course it is. The New York airport, just like when <laughs> it was being built, like such a dope airport. Like no. <laughs> Uh, the assassination. I I just want to. Where see. would you put yourself? Uh, to to it, really observe. That's a good question. I'd probably be like on on the grassy knoll. Uh, oh, just, just so to could... just to eliminate that, just to know for sure. Yeah, and I'd just be watching the follow up cart to to watch the Secret Service agent fire off Fall. that lick or off strip. that uh accidental shot. I uh, like that you're going back in in uh, in history to like solve these conspiracy theories. Right. And then, right. and, and, and then, then come and then you're back like, all right, Lincoln literally, next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, like, nobody ex- uh, believes any. You're like, no, no, no I literally saw it. <laughs> I, I saw like, it, okay. dude. I saw it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I like that I'm not saving them. I'm just, I'm just going no. back to be like, see, I told you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like trying to be like, oh, I won the bet. Right. <laughs> the only difference is now there's like some guy on the grassy knoll with a smug smile on his face. That's me. Uh, well, JFK is like being brutally murdered. Right. Um, and then you're then you're implicated in it. You're like, this fucking guy knew yeah. the whole yeah. fucking time. Look at this. Not orchestrated it. Yeah. And then you come back and they're like, um, what's up, killer guy right. from the JFK thing? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe tell Lee Harvey Oswald to, you know, actually, that's probably not what I should do with. My don't time. interact, Save Jack. Lee you can Harvey only Oswald. you can only that's keep. Right. Don't don't do anything else. Don't shift things. You got to let it happen. Just keep a family photo of myself because that's the only thing that matters. That's the only implication that matters is my family and exactly. how it affects me in particular. Right. Because you're. You know, when I'm there to have, be at front row in Dallas uh, when the president is assassinated, I think of, damn, I wish my kids and wife were here to see this. <laughs> That's right. Also, nobody, after anything, like any time travel back in time, you immediately affect like everybody who is, co- every child who's conceived from that point forward, just because that's like such a minute like change of like when. I don't know. It's right. A, yeah. Uh anyways, time travel. 
That's what this pod- <laughs> that's what this podcast about now because everything else is so fucked the, up. Yeah, the present is so <laughs> gnarly. It's like, all right, well, what future power you go to? Where are you going in the past? Let's escape. Let's escape Let's to escape. the past. Escape to yep. the future. Escape to a skateboard uh, in Idaho. Yeah, uh, Irene, it's been so awesome having you. Um, Thanks where so can much people for find you and follow you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Irene underscore two. That's T U. It's my last name. Mm-hmm. Easiest way. Boom. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Um, I love Aparna Nancherlo's Twitter. I always think she's so funny. Yeah. And she tweeted something during the debate that said, uh, this debate is unfortunately between a steamroller with no operator and a Roomba that got stuck in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> she had another one of my favorite uh, debates, debate tweets where she was like, uh, drink every time, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one too. <laughs> right. Fun drinking game. Uh, Miles, where can people find you and follow you? And what's tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, my other podcast, Four Twenty Day Fiance. If you like Ninety Day Fiance, stop by for some wicked takes from Sophia Alexandra and I. Uh, some tweets that I like that I was able to look at. Uh, one from at Reductress. It says, "Remember Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes' daughter? I'm her babysitter and need help finding her." <laughs> so stupid. Um, and then there's another one. <laughs> That's so dumb. That's Such hilarious. an aggressive turn. I, I love yeah. those. I love those headlines. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, and then another one is from at m u k e one o one o one. Quote tweeting uh, this thing. It's like a somebody tweeted like a side-by-side of an Italian, like a pizza that you would get like a Neapolitan pizza in Italy and like a pizza you'd get from like Pizza Hut. And this person tweeted is like, why does Italian pizza look so bad? It seems uneven and disproportionate. Whereas American pizza is far more balanced in its design and texture. And like, yes, one is fucking handmade with much better ingredients. And yes, one is (laughs) shitted out of a factory for someone to just warm up in a super oven real quick. And then this person's quote tweet was, Americans are brainwashed to the most fundamental level. Oh my and it really God. is a kind of true and just like this you couldn't even look at a handmade like delicious looking item and be like, "Oh no, it's all like spooky." That's unbelievable. A couple tweets I've been enjoying. Harrison tweeted <laughs> during the debate, "Ah, this is tough. I like them both." Um. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that tweet too. <laughs> it's just like so. Uh, Super producer on a hose. I have one of my favorite comments after the thing, which is like, "That was great. Both of them do. Both of them did so well. No uh, problems here. No problems at all." Uh, and Aparna's tweet was actually debate drinking game. Drink every time, all the time. Uh, I, get, I butchered it before. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist. On Instagram, we have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we write out on Miles. Oh, what man. are we writing out on today? Oh, this is a, this is a great uh, intersection of fantastic artists. Blood Orange and Tame Impala 
I'm wow. like, what is going? What the? Blood Orange. Tell me more. Actually, tell me less, because I just like that. I'll say yes to anything that's Blood Orange and Tame Impala. This is the remix of Borderline by Tame Impala, uh, by Blood Orange, and you know it gets that little Blood Orange uh, take on it. A uh, little. The treatment is is wonderful. They've slowed down Kevin Parker's vocals, so it's a little chopped and screwed ish, uh, and just you know delivers an entirely new vibe. Uh, for that track, so yeah, this is this is a good one. Borderline Blood Orange remix. Mm. All right, well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is gonna do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. We'll talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.